0: You're watching the Tesla Life with your host, Mark Godwin!
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tesla Life number 272. 21st of september 2022 how is everybody out there doing thank you so much for joining us today well without any big fanfare we've got our two regular co-hosts we have mr casey green joining us from the dc area how are you today sir doing all right i, I tried to i tried to fill in for patrick last week and uh, I, I think i did okay <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly but yeah. uh there was no there was no doubt that Patrick was on his show based on that beginning that just happened a moment ago. Exactly. <laughs> Patrick, thanks for so much for
0: joining us. Patrick, how are things on the West Coast? They are good. Hello out there Tesla Nation. I, I normally normally I know we normally do shout outs at the end of the show, but I want to put in one right here. Uh, this shout out goes out to the Kilowatt podcast. So, it's a podcast about Tesla and all things EV, much like this. And the host, his name is Bodhi. He's a firefighter in Arizona. He has Tesla solar, and he's a reservation holder for the Cybertruck. But more importantly, he checked out my blog, liked the story on there about how Tesla Powerwalls have Stormwatch mode, which has more recently become Firewatch mode, at least around here. And uh, he thought that was a great story, talked about it on his podcast, and so... I f- it's I happened to hear it and thought I'd give him a shout out. Hey,
1: fantastic, go. fantastic!
0: Yeah. Spread those stories around.
1: Always, yeah. always good to hear.
0: Yeah, it was nice that I'm not the only one plugging my own stories. <laughs> plug your stories, I plug your stories on Sundays. This is true. You do, do. yes, you do. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> very good, very good. I'll have to go back in the archives and listen to that one. So, uh, very good. Well, let's get to a bunch of stories that we got lined up for this week. And uh, here's the first one, all about video games. Uh, Elon was prompted uh, through Twitter about Steam. Uh, And for those of you who don't know, Steam is an online gaming platform that can be used through many different types of hardware, uh, basically over the internet. So you don't need the actual gaming console, uh, as you do with many systems, uh, like... uh, uh, ps4 or you know xbox or whatever this is a system that uh, will allow you to receive the games just over the internet and play them on the fly as they're happening uh, but they're really advanced games they're not those simple ones like pong that you've seen <laughs> run over someone's website uh this is uh this is a system that that many use uh, for their gaming platform and elon in the past had indicated that was it best for tesla to continue to look for ways to integrate single titles uh into the car platform or was it better uh to maybe work with someone like steam and integrate a whole catalog of games that can be used uh as steam rolls them out so uh (laughs) steamroll yeah (laughs) so we got i didn't even see that one coming man So uh, this is um, this obviously has been on the minds of many uh, game players that would like to see more games coming to Tesla, and uh, Elon just commented on it briefly that he has been testing it on his drives uh, recently uh, for his vehicle. So the Steam option is still happening; they're they're working on it. Engineers at Tesla, as we know, are wearing many different hats and uh one of the big oversized hats they're all wearing right now of course is FSD beta but uh this is uh, another option that they have been working on so uh wh- why do you keep going like this Casey Are you saying stop stop no, I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing I'm grabbing the autofocus cuz it keeps focusing on the middle distance oh ah, okay all right <laughs> i thought it was i got 5 points on that one <laughs> well, it likes hands. It really likes hands.
2: <laughs> you would think you'd be trained on faces, but it likes hands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so that's so, kind of cool.
2: Yeah, Steam, Steam is great. I, I use it mostly as a uh, as a game library because I don't do much online gaming. But I do keep uh, a friends list on there. And uh, I use it across Mac and PC and uh, mobile. But um, I don't know if I use it on my Xbox yet. Uh, but on that same vein, uh, you talked about game streaming. Uh a couple of folks have used the Xbox cloud on, on their Teslas. And uh, they said, depending on what network you're attached to, it, uh, it, can, it can be performant or it can be uh, something that you don't want to do head-to-head games on, depending on how mm. you're connected. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Right. Uh, generally, it's pretty tolerant. But the problem with that is if you're on a marginal connection in the Tesla, everything in your Tesla goes through the Tesla VPN. So you're marginal to California, back to wherever you are, back to mm. the, the, the Xbox cloud. So
1: <laughs> that's going to be a difficult hurdle to overcome because that there is going to be some um depending on what car it is what network worker network it's connected to you at that particular moment in time there's going to be some some lagging issues I'm sure yeah. uh but of course if it's a single player or just a players in the car game that should not be a problem uh but right. uh if you're trying to integrate with somebody else on the outside uh, then that could be a problem. So,
2: yes. speaking of um, the uh, Cuphead and Cat Quest games, were just updated in the firmware. Not okay. not for us beta folks, but for normal
1: people. <laughs> I also found out recently that um, some of us that did receive Cuphead, um, uh, it's on my car, but um, some of the uh, newer release cars didn't get Cuphead. Oh, out wow. there. So, Probably because of the different uh, chip. It's yeah, it's it's uh I know someone that got a, a an LFP uh, standard range plus did not come with Cuphead. So, not hmm. really sure as to why why that would be, but uh-huh. uh that's the first I heard of it just uh, last week. So It's not
2: even very graphically intensive, so it's not like, oh, well, you know, the Model S and X come with the graphics card, but the Model Y and 3 don't. Um, for the new AMD Ryzen uh systems, but that's weird.
1: Yeah. Just thought I'd mention that. Um,
2: oh, I've got another out-of-band announcement. So yeah. um, did we talk about the uh, Starlink uh, high performance last week? No. Okay. So uh, you can now, when you sign up for Starlink now, you can get a, uh, a choice instead of uh, $500. Uh, and, and, and in your first month, you can say $2,500. And your first month. And you get the Starlink for Business or Starlink for Maritime antenna. The, the bigger, not really a squishy, but the big square square one. It's 20 by 22, something like that. And uh, it's, it's rated for uh, IP 5, 6. So it actually can do water jets, not just splashes. Pretty cool. Uh, so
1: that's an option when you're ordering the system?
2: When you sign up, yeah. the, 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 the There's mixed results whether or not you can convert your existing account to that. Uh, myself and some other people have had some success, but... Um, a lot of other people were told no. So I don't know if they're asking for the wrong thing or if they just got the wrong uh, support rep. Because hmm. you would think that Starlink would just want some money. That's yeah, kind that's of the business the model. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, next story on to uh, this is kind of interesting. Uh, there was a story, and uh, this one's quoted from Tesla Rotti, uh, is that uh, there was an invite meeting only um, in San Francisco uh, where Head of investor relations, uh, Martin Vicha. Uh, Vieja was Vieca. Vieja was. Okay, we'll go with that. That's how they <laughs> announce it anyway.
0: <laughs> Vieja, <yeah.
1: laughs> uh He had indicated that, um, uh, among other things, uh, at Tesla, uh, one of the quoted items uh, was that uh, for the first time that he can remember, we can access all supply we need for both businesses. So this is the first time that he can remember. Uh, and, and in his talk here, he was talking about the next, uh, three to five years, uh, is what they were the, the time period they were discussing. Good. So, uh, this is a, this is a plus here. Here we are coming to the end. Well, third, fourth quarter of uh, 2022. We knew that 2022, according to Elon at the beginning of the year, this was going to be a build period for batteries. It was going to be make sure that we could get the resources to build the cars and uh, we could roll them out quicker and quicker so that that was not going to be a problem. Apparently Martin here is echoing that uh, here we are near the end of uh, this year and uh, that has come to fruition. And uh, for the next time period, again, he was speaking about five years, that they uh, believe that they can cover both businesses being Tesla and Tesla energy. So, uh, and we've also heard about the, uh, about the power walls uh, now being uh, started to lift it. So you don't need it to buy Tesla solar in order to buy a power wall. So that's, that's another indication that this may be correct, that uh, the supply is now in place and Tesla can start opening the doors and selling more so uh production of cars and power walls uh is certainly going to lead to a uh a rosy uh number of quarters for tesla if that is the case uh if they're starting to really open up the throttle on this
2: i was just reading a article about how um, tesla and lg what used to be known as LG Chem, which is now called LG Energy, uh, how they bought the entire five-year production from this uh, lithium uh, production facility that's making the lithium slurry, uh, and, and the two of them have just bought everything. Like it's going to run for like three to five years, and, and nobody else can buy in now.
1: And all and all <laughs> all output is going to the two companies. Right. Yeah. And that's not a surprise because for everybody. Eat, well, it, it's good for those who locked it in. It might right. not be good for those that uh, realize they do not have the proper amount of supply at this right. time. It's good for the so,
2: mine, Tesla, LG, and all their customers. But yeah, everybody yeah. else is screwed. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's going to be, it's going to be a battle from some of these other EV makers that have just put in orders and expected them to be fulfilled in a certain amount of time. Uh, some of these existing contracts are going to put a dent in that and uh, some are not going to get what they need because it's not just that this is growing at a flat rate,
0: uh, mm-hmm. ex-
1: exponentially growing. Uh, we're seeing jumps, number of percentage points in a quarter uh, for EV sales and demand. So uh, and requirements for EV sales. This, yeah, this <laughs> is something that is, uh, is definitely uh, uh, in flux. And uh, the amounts uh, that are being ordered are increasing dramatically. And there's only so much supply out there. You know, there, there's people that are ramping towards this, but uh, if there were, people are ramping, there are still others that are scrambling, trying to get up to a certain value amount. And uh, some of them are just uh, are going to be short on that.
2: I was thinking that even if LG and Tesla had split the output 50-50, Tesla would still get more than 50% of it because they're also an LG customer. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: Yeah, Yeah, Um, I've got
0: two two comments. The the first one. So, um, Martin is Tesla's head of investor relations, and these investment banks get this behind-the-scenes information all the time. And it's not Mm -hmm. just Tesla; it's it's all companies. But that really pisses me off. Yes, it's a publicly traded company, which means this should be a public. Event. This should have been streamed live. This should have been. They, they should not be able to. These bankers should not be able to get this insider information. Right. And we only have this because it leaked. And right. and um. I shouldn't call it insider information because that has a specific legal term, and that's not what I meant. But privilege. Uh, it's it, yes, second class. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's higher it's tier. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Tesla's my largest single investment, and so do I care what they're doing. Absolutely. And yes, I don't have the. <laughs> the millions of shares that some investment bankers do, but in my little world, it's a huge chunk. So uh, if it's a publicly traded company, there should be publicly accessible information, just like the investor calls. Those are all streamed, they're public, everybody has equal access to it. The bankers get to ask the questions and and luckily Tesla allows say to also, but but they're not required to do that by any means. Uh, But we all get the same info what and if that's it had been it ba- bad be.
2: information? Like, you might have decided that, hey, uh, I want to get some at a discount. Or if it was good information, you could be like, hey, I need to, you know, anything I might have been doing with the taxes, I might have
0: just kind of put that on pause for a minute. Right. And what's more typical is that when you listen to these investor calls, then you read the investor notes that come out of, you're like, they didn't understand at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so retail investors often have an advantage when you're someone who uses the product and understand it in a way that's not just about what spreadsheet cell number does it go into, but what does it really mean? Right. Uh, so I, I just hate being left out. That's that's my rant. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to David's question about what it does to the open market. Um, oh, yeah. That was the second point. I said yeah. I had two. Uh, so one of the cool things that's been happening is uh, if you look at the battery market today, like 75% of it is... Um, the nickel cobalt uh nmc chemistry and only about 25 percent of it is the iron um iron ferrophosphate lfps but the lfps uh, every year batteries get better five to seven percent and that is is true for the high-end nickel cadmium batteries nickel cobalt batteries as well as as for the lfps so uh uh-oh what happened I lost you guys <laughs> oh you just made me speak okay uh, sorry uh, I didn't, I didn't want to put the text all over your face if I could help it oh okay all right so now LFps have improved where they can be used and we're seeing them in the standard range plus vehicles now where before LFps were not good for that they were they were uh, they are projected to become over half the market later in this decade. So we, there's now a, a long range semi truck, not from Tesla, that has LFPs uh, any, any vehicle that's less than 300 miles is soon going to be able to use LFPs. So that opens up and iron is cheap and, and lithium is all over the place. It's not mining it, it's refining it. That's really the problem. Uh, and, and there's new methods for doing refining that are happening. So I, I think we're seeing a spike now as a bunch of the legacy OEMs wake up and realize they need batteries. Uh, and, and that's going to be short-lived, though. As as more of them need it, the prices will go up. That'll draw in more investment. We'll have a, a step change in the uh, capacity of the entire system. That'll go back to an equilibrium. And then we'll continue the price trend going down. If you look yep. at battery prices over the last 10 years, um, so let's go from 2011 to 2021, it's down about 88%. And and right now, batteries are the huge, the big expensive part of an ev is the battery well if we've dropped 88 percent in 10 years if we do that again they're going to be cheaper than gas cars and it's going to happen within the next decade and then why would anybody buy a gas car it costs more to buy it costs more to fuel uh forget it, it and right. it pollutes and and its resale value is going to tank in 2035 when no, no, several states won't allow you to sell them it, it's just it, it's so obvious how things are going to go and yet, and we've been saying this for a long time, uh, the rest of the world's finally catching on and going, oh, wow, things might actually not be the same as they've always been. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I was watching uh, one of the uh, Chinese competitors to Tesla. They uh, they went with a high nickel 4680 cell, but they didn't go cobalt free. So that was interesting mm. to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Different, different, different formula. formula. Yeah. yeah, with, with nickel, cobalt-free is difficult. Um, with lead, it's easy. Or not lead, but iron, is easy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I, yeah, I did not mean to say lead. <laughs> with iron, it's easy. It's also easy with lead, but that's right. not the point. <laughs> then, you go, then you go sulfur. <laughs> yes.
1: Our next story uh, takes us over to Berlin and uh, the future expansion of Gigafactory uh, Berlin. Uh, Tesla is head on the docket now for a little while uh, to discuss about expansion plans uh, for the current plant. And uh, this is kind of interesting that uh um, local government committee uh, was supposed to uh, address uh, some of these and actually perform a vote uh, on permits and such uh, about this expansion plan. And uh, Tesla was coming up to the meeting and for some reason... Uh, one of the uh, meeting heads announced that uh, more study had to be performed, and the vote segment of this was going to be removed from the meeting schedule. And that would be later scheduled for a a later time uh, for them to go on that particular issue. So, Unless you uh,
2: don't want a gigafactory in so many words, and, and then like to see your competing, your competing countries uh, win the contract.
1: It really, you look at this, <laughs> and you, look at, you look at the employment that Tesla has brought uh, to this area of Germany. You look at uh, how they have brought environmental responsibility uh, to the plan, and how they've stuck to it, and the water reduction uh, that they have actually uh, improved uh, and stuck to their plan. And uh, you kind of wonder what are these people doing? It seems that that the government uh, in that particular area of Germany has many different factors pulling on them, and it sounds like uh, maybe people on those boards or committees uh, are being pulled in different directions uh, because this just seems like classic stall tactic. Uh, yeah. You know, kind of kind of reminds me of. Uh, texas uh where they only meet once every two years and uh decided they weren't even going to address the issue of selling cars uh in texas so uh this is uh i I wonder speculation but it's 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 very strange especially now that tesla's gone already this far the employment's Mm -hmm. ramping up the number of cars being produced is ramping up you would think germany would be all behind this especially with the situation they are with energy uh that uh they mm-hmm. they want to diverse uh, from fossil fuels as quickly as they can. Uh, it is just make know, sense. where they get
2: their fossil fuels from.
1: <laughs> moving exactly, moving people to electrified transportation to, to split some of that off uh, would be critical. Um, I'm wondering if this is why
2: BMW or whoever was the other German automaker that was initially looking at the site. I wonder if that's actually why they uh, abandoned it. Not not the 2008 crisis and finances but but because they saw this area was just not on board with jobs
1: (laughs) maybe maybe that maybe that's an issue uh that they're they're too they're too divided internally and uh that uh that spurs problems with getting things done in an efficient time efficient manner this This kind of they've,
2: uh, they've shown that they that they 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 reduced their initial plans when they did the Giga Giga Berlin, and then they exceeded everything as far as what they said they would do. And then, uh, like environmental requirements, like you mentioned, they use less water than they said they were going to do. They, uh, you know, they're they've got a good track record. I don't understand this resistance as if they're the, these big liars.
0: <laughs> yeah, Go yeah. Ahead, this Petra. kind of red tape. Yeah, this kind of red tape and bureaucracy is exactly the reason that even though. Giga Berlin had a six-month head start. It came down to a photo finish with Giga yeah. Texas.
2: I think the only reason they finished first is because somebody, uh, somebody's feelings would have been hurt if it, if it,
0: if it got passed by Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they they called Elon and said, "Please do us a favor and don't open Texas yet. <laughs> Give us just a couple more weeks, please, please." <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Texas still needs a coat of paint. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you got
2: it until the paint dries, buddy. <laughs> Right, yes. (laughs) Hockey Day's got a point. It's smaller, too.
0: Yeah. I I guess Mark's already won the bet. i got to call my operatives and tell them to stop slowing them down.
1: (laughs) Patrick forgot to call off the dogs. That's the problem. didn't even consider that as an option. Yes. Very good. Very good. Off to another point in the world. Uh, and this is, uh, again, pointing about Tesla expanding the superchargers out to non-Tesla vehicles. The a country of Iceland uh, has converted all their superchargers uh, to be able to receive other vehicles to charge them. Now, all is eight. Uh, so it's not a huge <laughs> amount of supercharger stations. Uh, it's, uh, it's eight actual locations uh, now are being switched over so that they can uh, charge up other vehicles. But uh, again, this is a this is another another case of this moving forward. We're waiting for the big shoe to drop, and that, of course, is North America, which, of course, we're all concerned with. We live here, but uh, that's uh, that's another country that uh, has moved over, like the Netherlands, like parts of France and parts of Germany uh, that uh, have have gone this route. So well, we've got it's four coming. coming. We've got four it's coming for sure out in california of all places and, and here's an, here's another bit of breaking news that kind of connects to this is mm-hmm. that it was just announced a few minutes ago today right before the show yeah is that uh ccs adapt charger is now available in the united states now mm. 250 for, for, for most people <laughs> well it's available to anybody who wants to buy it well, well it's like a question it. of whether or not it works with your vehicle Right, I signed in and it said, your car's too old, we'll see you next year. Right, and, and Tesla is warning people then when that are ordering it to make sure that you've checked your vehicle's status to indicate that it can handle CCS charging. They, they, so they strong-arm you into before doing you it, buy like, the
2: adapter. I tried to buy it and they're like, sign in, I'm like, all right. And they're like, yeah, your car's too old. <laughs> oh, But but, but, they, but it will car. be next year, huh? uh, 2018 uh, September built. And that's still too old, huh? Well, uh, they they have to change the charge controller board um, to to one that can speak in uh, uh, power line um, vehicle to grid, basically, and um, then not the not vehicle to grid charging. That's just the protocol yes. they're using <laughs> for CCS, right? <laughs> and, uh, and and after my car gains the chip to to, to use that protocol, then I can use the adapter.
1: And that's the same for my Model Three. An early yes. Model Three does not uh, work. So, yeah. and you can, you can check that rate right on your, on your car. You can go right in and look at the, uh, the, the more the, info uh,
2: where you get the, all your different chips and boards and levels information
1: stuff. screen. It says rate right on it as to whether it's CCS it, uh, will work or not.
2: Yeah. It'll say CCS enabled or it'll say CCS not enabled, or there won't be any mention of CCS at all. But if it says enabled, you're good. And that's what the, when you sign in, that's what's checking.
1: And if there's no mention at all, you're probably driving a Chevy Bolt
2: having <laughs> a big old Chevy Bolt. That's it.
1: <laughs> but that's already
2: equipped with CCS, so oh, <laughs> good.
1: Um, It doesn't need uh, the adapter, right? Right. So I'm I'm,
2: I'm wondering if if it, if the the European team that's like, hey, let's open these things up, says, all right, uh, I'm ready for eight more,
0: and then somebody on the team said, how about all of Iceland? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many non-Tesla EVs are in Iceland. Is it like five? And this is more than enough. <laughs> <There laughs> Maybe. <might> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good point yeah there's this, there's a total of five evs on the uh on the island uh that are
2: not tesla yeah i'll, I'll say not as many as norway i'll, I'll give them that so, the, yes. so they're
1: not going to get the complaint that the uh, non-teslas are are plugging up all the charging stations well why do you think the california one want... five of them went to one charging right. station Straight. it wouldn't matter
2: but <laughs> why, why do you think that California started by building four brand new massive chargers? That way, they that way mm-hmm. uh, they are not taken away from what already exists. And and then when all the Tesla owners try to descend upon the new site, uh, at least half of them will still be available to the Tesla owners.
1: Yeah, yes. and we're still waiting for some of those uh, some of those people out in Yuma County uh, to uh, start sending us some pictures because that's where we suspect the uh, version four supercharger uh, with this mysterious adapter. Uh, will be first to be installed so uh suspect- if you're out in that area drop by check them mm-hmm. out because uh should be should be the new uh taller superchargers should be the new connector uh probably some some good things i'm, I'm sure there's a swarm of drones over it right now they're just waiting for daylight <laughs> I, I suspect that
2: some of our more passive aggressive um Contrarian owners will uh, will use will attempt to use their adapter on the Tesla supercharger just to get some of those spots back.
0: <laughs> the question is, uh, what is, has what is Tesla done to stop that? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to get the CCS adapter, then I'm going to go to the Tesla station, but I'm going to pick the non-Tesla... <laughs> It's got four
1: uh, four plugs in in tandem. Uh, I'm only getting 23 kilowatts, but I'm loving it. Uh, It it, it allegedly can handle up to 250
2: kilowatts, although um, some folks have said they've only seen 180. Uh, Somebody brought to my attention that part of that might be because they're using it on Electrify America and other stations that don't have... They have 400 volts like Tesla does, but they don't have the same number of amps like Tesla has. Uh, where Where they do high powers, they would rather go 800 volts, which Tesla doesn't do. And so when you plug in, you don't see the full 250 because at your voltage, you can't push 250. It needs to yeah. up the voltage. And your car doesn't want to take that. So it doesn't want to fry. So it says, nah, just give me what you can of the 400.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Next off to Laguna Seca. Yeah. Pacey, what's going on there? Uh, well,
2: let's get a, it's a little photo on the screen here. Let's see. Speaking of supercharging. Yeah, more superchargers. Huh, the fan behind me just kicked on. <laughs> All right, so uh, Laguna Seca, uh, they've they've had superchargers for a minute now. Uh, they started out with ones that were powered by generators, and that was uh, a big fuss. Then they got a V1, and then a V2. Now, those V2s have been replaced with a V3. Oh, they also had a palletized one uh, in between the generator and the uh, the first permanent one. And now they have a V3 supercharger. Look at that. Uh, and then we've got Dark Helmet right here from Unplugged Performance. Uh, is this one Dark Helmet, or is this a different one?
0: I don't know.
2: That's a nice looking ride. It is, uh, but uh, this this right here is is the, the front diffuser. It's uh, quite large. <laughs> at first, I thought it was like a tray to put ice in, like to help cool the car down while supercharging. But no, that's not what it's for. It's for air. And that's pretty cool.
1: And this yeah. new type of supercharger, this must be version five because it looks like they swap tires at this particular one.
0: <laughs> full service supercharging exactly yeah
1: <laughs> you call you call in ahead of time i have a flat and they go oh we, we know what your car is riding well, Your tire are tired of you waiting and we'll charge you while you're here
0: you get one of those nascar pit crews that run out <laughs> you're getting supercharged while it's happening <laughs> oh, i mechanic. get a new set of rubber
1: and you can't figure out why am i spending 800 to do a supercharge Right, it's because you got four new <laughs> tires, four new tires. while you were there? Uh,
2: David asked if the if the 250 was high for the CCS adapter. So I first want to point out that uh, the uh, Chatmo adapter was more than double that. Yes, <laughs> and uh, and it didn't come with any any extra stuff like uh, like we're 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 assuming that the retrofit for us will be free, like it was in Europe, but it might not be. Um, just because, and then Hockey Day pointed out that it's not sold out yet, and I'm wondering uh, if if getting enough stock was why uh, they waited so long, or maybe hmm. enough people were at work that they didn't slam the site yet. We'll see. Well, I don't know why you'd want one of these. The Tesla. I would want one because of projects I've got coming up, but other people, it... uh, other than pricing, I don't know why anybody else would would want one. Go ahead,
0: continue. Yeah, so the, the, <laughs> I mean, the Tesla network is just, the supercharger network is so good. That yeah. that uh, and and it's just plug and go, and you don't have to have this app or that app or busted stations or all the other problems that CCS has. Uh, I I just have no interest in this. I will say though that
2: when uh, when you're traveling and and the other networks do a free supercharge weekend uh, instead of Tesla, it would be nice to be able to take take advantage of that, even if you have to fuss
0: about with an app. That could save you a hundred dollars on a nice trip. Okay, yeah. So then you're halfway to recouping your cost. Um, <laughs> I have free supercharging for life, so right, same. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. worried that. <laughs> but but with but my they're, with they're... my upcoming project, I could end up in between a supercharger, and, and like there might be a mall with a Walmart or something that's got okay, a, a yeah, it, yeah. If if the area you live and travel in CCS is more convenient, I, I get it. And so yeah. so they'll sell a few, but that's not like oh my god, they've sold out. The, this, I got you. This I is got you. this isn't something every Tesla owner needs to have. It's just not
1: right. No, the vast majority. Will never probably even enter the thought of getting one. It just doesn't make any sense. A
0: downgrade, effectively. Oh, you want to use a worse charging network? Okay, we'll let you. (laughs) You want to (laughs) see worse? I'll show you Uh, (laughs) Chathamo. So
2: I've used my Chathamo adapter uh, since since they since they got a supercharger in Charleston. Uh, I've never used my Chathamo adapter again, other than get it updated at Tesla. So yeah,
0: uh, that's exactly to my point.
2: I'll be selling it once I get the uh, the retrofit for the CCS on online. Uh, if anybody wants to chat about <laughs> <laughs> yes, it,
0: yes, indeed. For two, 240, and then you they'll cover your shipping. <laughs>
1: 249, yeah. <laughs> they'll pay for your know. CCS.
2: I, I only got 20 uses out of it, so I didn't get my use out of it yet. It's, it's effectively new, yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> Right. You better get going, Casey, if you want to get your use out of it, man. At, 50, at it 50, kilowatts?
2: <laughs> 50 kilowatts? I got time for 50 kilowatts. They say it can do 50. I've only ever got 38 of the ones I use. Probably the same situation amps uh, into the
1: station. So. Mm-hmm. Next story I wanted to touch upon uh, was uh, Giga Texas. What's going on there, Patrick?
0: Okay, so Giga Texas has made a great milestone. So this comes to us from Drive Tesla Canada. It's titled Giga Texas Production Milestone 10,000 Model Ys. So uh, every time at, at a, one of these uh, uh, plants that Tesla has, they when they hit 10,000, they uh, take that ten thousandth vehicle, they get all the employees that help make it, and uh, they get a big photo. So I don't know if you're sharing that now, Mark? Yep. If you could, yep. so, okay, cool. So, uh, Giga Texas officially opened on April seventh, and so uh, now they've gotten to this 10,000 milestone. It took them four months to the point where they could hit a thousand model wise per week, and uh, this is just great news. They're they're uh, they're ramping, and uh, now we're seeing 10,000. And of course, their production rate is is now higher than it's ever been in their during their ramp. Uh, it won't be long until we're seeing a hundred thousand uh, number one hundred thousand come out of there. So uh, I and thought this party. was pretty cool and, <laughs> and worth sharing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how long did Berlin take to get here?
2: I don't know that one. That was a good, good question. I, I, re- I remember the party picture. I
0: just don't remember how long it
1: took. Yeah, I re- remember the photo. I think it was outside. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't uh, don't recall when that date was.
0: I do want to point out one thing that's different. We we know that Model Y's are being made in, in Fremont and in Shanghai and in Berlin, but Texas is the only one making them with the structural battery pack and 4680 cells. Sale. Because Berlin's making it for practice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not for reels yet. Not for reels. <laughs> So, who do you think is next? Uh, The
1: struggle is real.
2: (laughs) Who do you think is next? Shanghai? Patrick is
1: still upset that I won that bet. (laughs) You can't tell, though, because he hides it so well. Yep, Uh, it's true. I win the bet and I'm still suffering for it. I don't know why, but okay. All right. (laughs) So, who do we think is next? Is it going to be
2: Giga Shanghai or Giga Next? So I doubt that they're hmm. going to stop Fremont to put structural in, and and so, since Berlin's practicing, we know it's just a matter of time.
0: Yes, yeah, I would say Berlin's next. I mean, but after them, it would
2: be Shanghai well, or would yeah. it be Giga next. Because like, I'm wondering if Shanghai is kind of like like Fremont, where they don't really want to mess with the formula too much. Hmm.
0: <laughs> Knowing I, I, Shanghai, it's, it's all they'll build another
2: one on next door how, to it. <laughs> it's,
1: it's all going to depend on how well it works in Texas. Yeah, yeah, like it, it's really going to. Because the ramp is happening. We know that they've had Ooh, delays with the 4680. Right. Uh, um, but it's going to be a question of how well it starts to integrate. Because if it does integrate well, I think yeah. Shanghai will get it. Yeah. Uh, because if they've if they if they've got a clear path to move it in, I think that, that based on its other successes, yeah. I think it would be very easy to integrate it if everything is, goes as planned. And
2: they can A-B test it because... Uh, Austin actually builds both. They build twenty one seventies and 4680s. so they can actually just run them side by side and be like, "Hey, this this line's putting out six times as many cars as this line." <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm yeah. curious. I'm also curious if number ten thousand was a was a structural or, or classic.
1: Yeah, they didn't mention that, did they? They did mm-hmm. not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all want to know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we what yeah what, what we really want to know is uh, is what the split would be in those. Ten thousand vehicles. Is yeah, it, mm-hmm. is it sixty forty? Is it eighty twenty? I don't. I don't even think it's that many. Because remember, was it the last month? It's forty six eighty. No, <that
2: doesn't> <laughs> <laughs> uh, Remember, remember, it wasn't just last month or the month before. They had finally got the parts in place to actually build the 21, 2170s in, in Texas. So I, I doubt they were a significant portion of this number. Yeah.
1: Good point. But as they go to that 100,000 number, hopefully they're a lot larger uh, percentage. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, at least 20,000. <laughs> exactly. Next on the docket we have tonight, uh, we've got uh, Giga Nevada introducing something uh, that's going to help employees. And Patrick was going to talk about this as well.
0: Right. So uh, I already mentioned at the top of the show how. Uh, Storm has been used for fire watch. Well, that's true along the whole West Coast. And some of that smoke from these wildfires is blowing over to Nevada. And so, uh, Nevada has uh, taken, Giga Nevada has taken some steps to reduce the amount of smoke and air pollution that gets into their factory. Uh, it's not good for the workers. And I'm sure nobody wants a bunch of smoke, dust, ash particles on their products either. So uh, this is this article uh, is right. It's from Tasmania, and I've seen it in a couple different places. And the first thing I have to say is that all of these sites missed the chance to use the headline that Giga Nevada enables biohazard defense mode. I mean, come on, <laughs> it's right there. It's right there. <laughs> so what they did was uh, in their HVAC system they upgraded their filters to a MERV 13. And so uh, typical industrial factories are going to be using like MERV 9 or 10. Uh, And 13 uh, is is better filtering. When you get to HEPA filters, I think it's at um, 17. So it's not quite to HEPA filter level, which of course would have been the criticism if some headline said that. But it would have been like, -uh." Uh, (laughs) nuh-uh, but still funny. And uh, the other thing I did was recirculate the air, which, of course, makes sense. Um, you don't want to take in house, light. outside air. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, th- since the fires are uh, a big problem, and in fact, I don't know if you can see it, I've got an air filter right over there. Uh, we, we bought all new air filters for the house this year because this has happened every summer at the, at the late summer like this things dry out and then eventually something happens and then fires spark up. And we've got like 10 of them, a dozen of them going on just within the state of Oregon at various spots. And, uh, the, yeah, they're, they're up and down the West coast. And, uh, it, it's, it's sad that this has become an annual thing.
1: It's, it's interesting that, well, uh, where I'm placed in the country, uh, I don't think I've ever smelt smoke besides maybe an industrial fire that's happened at a, a site that's been put out, you know, quickly. But uh, I understand that uh, the wind can shift at any time in the West coast and uh, places that have been unaffected uh, become affected uh, quickly. And uh, if you don't have the proper filtration system, it, it certainly can be a detriment to your air supply. Uh, it can be, it can be a health issue, uh, yes. depending on your health and, uh, uh your breathing capabilities. Uh, it can even be a deadly issue, uh, in some cases. Yes. So, it's, yeah. Uh, so like
0: in most places you, you check the weather report in the morning to see if you're going to go and do and whatever. Well, here you also check the air quality report because if the air quality drops, you don't want to be outdoors. So soccer games that day get canceled or whatever sporting events, uh, You just don't, you know, don't go for your uh, morning jog if the air is so thick, you can, the sun is uh, blocked out. I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, you have to pay attention to it. Speaking of the the air quality
2: uh, weather report, uh, one of my smart displays, uh, it's been showing like for half the summer, it's been just yellow. Like, yeah, you probably don't want to do anything outside today. Oh, but now that you, you guys are mentioning this, I'm connecting it with all the fires you guys have been having all year. Uh, and I was reading an article this morning about uh, how the Atlantic hurricane season is, is about 50% behind schedule for this year. I'm not complaining, although it sounded like the author was complaining uh, <laughs> that we could get a slight break for a year, but um, they, they expected a, a, a change with uh, the La Nina um, weather pattern, but uh, they didn't expect it to be like this. And they're, they're, they're mentioning how, you know, the climate change has, has really changed all the extreme weather events, uh, mm-hmm. all 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 around. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Many things are, are not going to schedule as they used to. Uh, that is for sure. But um, we will have to see uh, see if this type of uh, Tesla doing this switch. Uh, if other industries are going to follow, um, I would imagine they have to uh, because people start to look at. You know are they putting their employees at risk uh by not doing it um and uh it it can be a dicey situation so i'm, I'm imagining that many of them will start to upgrade with this type of uh, filtering system yeah. mm-hmm. next casey off to shanghai what's going on at giga shanghai
2: so uh, Shanghai is, is trying to make sure that David wins this bet. Uh, they are at <laughs> 1.1 to 1.2 million vehicles per year. Now, uh, Tesla has just completed an expansion where they invested one point uh, sorry, $170 million or 1. 1.2 billion one. And, uh, uh, they had expected it to be done in April, but, uh, we've had some sort of world events all through <laughs> the last two years. So, uh, you'll have to forgive them for being a couple months late on this. And, um, so now they're looking at about 90,000 Model 3s and Model Ys per month. And um, and from January to August, that, that came to be 400 vehicles and uh, is almost past the 484,000 vehicles delivered for all of 2021. So I think they'll shoot past that. <laughs> and uh, this is exciting.
1: Yeah, this mm-hmm. is the official uh, notification. We know that this has been worked on for some time. Uh, oh, but, uh oh.
2: The official only mentioned how much money they put in and, and about what they're doing uh, monthly. They it's unofficial. The the uh, one point one to one point two uh, million vehicles. I, I just
1: meant that they're officially saying it's done. Right, right,
2: right, right. Yeah, I the, just didn't want the confused project confused is the yeah <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, it uh, it's uh, again another project undertaken and that that started uh, when the COVID lockdown happened uh, in Shanghai where Tesla said you know what we may as well. Uh, we may as well use some of the stuff that we have available to us and uh, let's ramp things up uh, while uh, the plant is partially shut down. And uh, when we come out of this, uh, we'll be able to uh, gain numbers uh, on the other side of it. So uh, that, gotta pay uh, anyway,
2: and if the line's already off, and,
1: you know, it makes it a lot easier to connect extra <laughs> connections to it if it's already off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, I, I, you know, at Shanghai, again, it's been amazing uh, the amount uh, that they have been able to push out of that plant and continue to upgrade. Uh, like as we were t- talking about just previously about the 4680 line that maybe could come there. I could see that fitting in real easy by them saying, oh, we're going to open up another plant across the street and it's going to be the 4680 line. And, uh, you know, that'll be up uh, in, in switch. Three and a half they're days. Uh, right? They're ready to start, mm-hmm. start doing something. So they, they already have a final switch on the
2: machine. All they're gonna do is drop off the intra presses. They're yeah. ready to
1: go. <laughs> could be, could be. It's yeah. it's an amazing spot. Uh, just amazing. Uh, we should have should have probably juggled this one around a little bit better when we were talking about smoke. Uh, yeah. Where there's smoke, <laughs> there's fire. Uh, and uh, Patrick, what's going on in? Uh, monterey
0: or was this yours casey i forget i think this was casey's
1: it was
2: so um last year we saw a a mega pack catch fire during testing while they were um uh, preparing to bring it online and uh well we had another one this one was in california and the safety systems worked it, it contained itself to to one uh mega pack it didn't spread to the adjacent modules or uh the support equipment so uh, Fire department was able to come in, and and uh, PG and E didn't lose uh, too much of their investment there. So,
1: looking look at this in. photo, I, I was just thinking that uh, since these mega packs are delivered on tractor truck beds, anyways, maybe they should just keep them on the beds, and if anything breaks out, you could <laughs> just, just drive move away. And <laughs> move away from each other, <laughs> like a big Tetris game, as they uh, just give the other guy that's flaming a bit of space.
0: <laughs>
2: Have them on the uh the auto auto shears, <sharp inhale> cut the connections <laughs> and just drive themselves into the into the uh the European style dunk tank.
1: <laughs> yeah, so PG and E uh obviously is uh getting some teething pains here as they're mm-hmm. trying to ramp up uh their one of their biggest storage facilities. The, the and test... one that recently came came online, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... the test fire was at their facility too, wasn't it? yeah <laughs> hmm. so it's uh something that uh they're going to obviously yep. they're also the ones uh, who set california on fire going come on this is the second one what are we doing here like uh let's... well
2: it's, it's very on brand for pg they're the ones who set california on fire last time so you know. <laughs> they got the power lines <laughs> now they got the
1: mega packs um yeah they gotta uh they gotta step their game up here figure out what's going on uh and uh Put some things in place to to block this guy. Never heard about a fire in uh, South Australia, have we? Uh, We have. They're not. They're not talking about uh, their mega packs catching on fire there. So Uh,
2: last year, last year they had one.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, This one happened at one in the morning, so it wasn't hot. (laughs) I mean, it was because it was on fire, but
0: it wasn't the exterior temperature (laughs) that did (laughs) it. Yeah. Uh, I'm just amazed. You you look at how close those are. Yeah. that, that it didn't catch one of the neighbors on fire there. That's an impressive safety system.
2: Well, I mean, they've had a lot of experience. When you looked at the, um, the mm-hmm. what they call the power packs, the, the, old, the old models, uh, they, they, they did a very impressive... Because um, remember, the power packs were always installed three or four in a row, just, just like the mega packs kind of are right here. And uh, they did a firefighter demo, and, and I was impressed at how, how much energy was in there and how well the fire department was able to, to get the practice unit back uh, under control. Uh, and, and and how well it did, like it only went up. It didn't go left and right to the other units, which
0: was cool. Right. Just think about how many total cells are in a big installation like that. Uh, one of them is going to have a problem. So oh, yeah. these are th- these fires. You know, they're they're going to happen occasionally, uh, and it, it happens with other big energy systems as well. Uh, there are. Yeah, there was an the LG one that did this as well. It wasn't just Tesla that lit on fire. Yeah. Exactly, and so having ways to contain and deal with that, and expecting it, and not just assuming it won't happen—that's important engineering. You want to prepare, not put your head in the sand. Exactly. Yeah. Unless, unless you're putting
2: the battery in the sand. <laughs> that's the. Or, uh, ex- or it's one of those yeah. new uh,
1: sand batteries, right? <laughs> well, 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 that would—that would always that would have their heads in the sand. For the sand battery in the sand, <laughs> will that put the fire out? <laughs> Yeah, or a make it for everyone. <laughs> Next, uh, Patrick's got a story about the legacy automakers. Really, should be concerned.
0: That is right. Watch their backs. Yeah. So, um, Bruin. Tesla has a lot of people that are uh, wanting their vehicles. There are some pretty long wait times for some of them, and this is especially. Interesting considering right now, they are not eligible in the US for the tax incentives. So what do you think is gonna happen next year when they are eligible for tax incentives? It doesn't take a genius to figure out that uh, more people might be looking to buy these vehicles, Uh, but that doesn't stop their competition from saying, oh no, uh, Tesla can't keep up. There's gonna be market. Uh, Well, we just talked about how Texas is ramping and they're building faster than they ever have. Giga Shanghai just got a a big expansion completed. And uh, so these wait times that Tesla has, they're going to come down. And the cool thing about that is once the wait times are down, Tesla can drop their prices as well. And we've heard hints from Musk about this multiple times. In one of the calls, he even said, frankly, those prices are at embarrassing levels. So... We talked about the reason that they're high. When the wait times are long, their visibility to what their actual prices are going to be for their supplies and the supply chains, the markets can be volatile. And so you don't know what inflation is going to do and and other commodities. So you can't offer a low price. You have to assume the worst and offer that price. Otherwise, if things go bad, you're selling at a loss. So shorter wait times, means better pricing visibility, means lower prices for everybody. And that is going to happen. And when it does, Tesla already has the majority of the electric vehicle market. And the fact that that could become even more uh, is mind boggling. When there's so many new competitors coming out and yet Tesla continues to dominate, we just talked about how they have the commodity pipeline in place because this is what they do. They're not distracted by their legacy ice vehicle line or whatever other thing they're focused on. We want to ramp as fast as we can for electric vehicles. And if the worst thing that that, that could happen. And and I mean that in a, well, I'll explain what uh, is, if there really is some, um, Demand softening, they can reduce their prices. They have levers they can pull. They can actually go back to having the $35,000 Model 3. Right now, there's no reason for them to have that because people are willing to pay the the, the much higher prices for them. So why shouldn't also, they make better vehicles with more features and, and, and make more profit on it? They're also ahead, world, They're also worldwide. And
2: uh, yes. in some, some markets, the only difference is uh, for compliance is software. Uh, in mm-hmm. other markets, they may have to change the headlights out. Uh, we're not right. talking like whole cars here most of the time. And so mm-hmm. they've, they've got options to, to, to get stuff where they need to. We saw that in other places where when our incentives were already gone, but some other countries were running out. All of a sudden, that country started getting a lot more cars delivered than, than typical and, and other places got less. And, and then you saw the, the, the people who don't know how stuff works in the news talking about, oh, oh, see, demand is softening because they have less right. in the U.S. and less in Australia and less in the U.K., Uh, Yeah, because Norway is about to run out of the incentive. So now Norway got double than normally got. Or that's an example. I don't know if that was the exact case,
0: but that's exactly how it goes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There are demand levers they can pull. They're not pulling any of them. In fact, they're unpulling them, some by jacking up the prices. Raising up the prices. (laughs) Taking stuff out of the car.
1: Oh, nobody uses lumbar support.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I just thought this was really interesting. The rest of the market um, needs to. Uh, stop just tiptoeing into this and needs to go in all or nothing um, and, and uh, not just doing compliance cars, not just doing a little test market. Oh, we're going to sell a thousand of these or 10,000. You got, need to be thinking in millions. And they're not, they're just not. And they're leaving it. They're giving Tesla even more and more runway.
1: Yeah, which uh, as a competitor you you got to figure out that at some point you got to start catching up. Uh, because, of course, it's not like when you start ramping yours up after two or three years, it's not like Tesla's going to be sitting doing nothing. Where they are today, yeah. Thumbs, waiting mm-hmm. for two or three years. It's like they're going to continue to innovate. They're going to be continuing to push forward uh, with their agenda, uh, with their efficiency, with their modifications. And, uh you're not completely catching them. You're just mm-hmm. kind of lagging behind. Uh, and in mm-hmm. some cases, you could be lagging behind even further, right. depending on what their their plans are. It,
2: it seems that a lot of their competitors and they, the people who write about the auto industry, they are, are used to this stagnation that we've had because, you know, we reached a kind right. of equilibrium after 100 years, and so they're not used to the idea of growth. They're like, oh yeah, so and so is going to build 20,000 EVs in five years. They're going to totally beat Tesla. It's like, wait, um, do you realize that the Tesla's just getting started, right? 20 million isn't enough. <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta exceed them. Uh, you gotta meet, you know, skate to where the puck is going. And, and so mm-hmm. far, we've seen uh, only really three competitors seriously address them. Um, you've got Volkswagen, uh, who knows what's gonna happen with their new CEO, Ford, right. which is making moves. But again, they've got that problem of the, their target is a little short sighted because of their ideas that the market is stable. And then you've got uh, mm-hmm. another competitor that just kind of lies and says they're in the lead even though they haven't done anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, we won't name any names, but uh, <laughs> uh, they led, yeah, from the back. You did it, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then um, others, you know, others you might get an executive or two or, or they'll, 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 they won't they will put down the press when the press says, oh yeah, this is a Tesla killer. They're
1: like, yeah, yeah this, is, this is a good car. Uh I, I think that's a good point, Casey, with the stagnation. Uh, a lot of the uh, present legacy automakers have, real, have have lived in that way too long, mm-hmm. and they're expecting things not to change. Although, I have to say, from being on the outside and watching what's been going on, I can't see why they, they can't see this wave actually well, because, lapping you know, up on their shores. Like, I, I don't understand why they're not seeing the writing on the wall.
2: For it's, the past, past 60 years, it's always been, you know, this many cars sell in the market every year. That the, the, they don't understand is that their chunk of that is going away. <laughs> and, and and there may be some extras with it being EVs, but um, <laughs> they, they've
1: got like, to like, they keep talk, doing what they've always done. Go ahead. Talk to VW, talk yeah. to Mercedes, uh, talk to Audi. Uh, they saw their, their luxury brand drop off. Uh, and uh, it was. Uh, pushed all the way over to tesla um it's it's maybe some of the legacy automakers now that you know the the detroit three maybe they're thinking well we're we're not mostly luxury cars anyways we're we're medium of the road but you know what all it takes is a a new offering (laughs) all it takes is a slightly different price point uh and all it takes is people starting to realize that well, I don't really care how much it costs because it's saving me so much more in other ways.
2: Right. Um, or or I, so can, it, I can use it twice as long so I can spend a little bit more than I normally Exactly. Would. It, it okay. becomes
1: a, a paradigm shift for the consumer saying, hey, the, the model's changed. It's no longer that I uh, look at a an eight-year return on the vehicle. These cars are going to last 15, 20 years. Uh, yeah. Guess what? I can double it up. So. But they have a they have another
2: problem is is um, they've been through this before with, with the Japanese cars came in. Well now mm-hmm. you've got um you've got model next and you've got again with the Japanese and Korean cars, uh they're all compelling and they're all priced or, you know the, the Model Next and the Korean cars uh Japanese cars are priced where people can afford them. Uh they they it's like they learned nothing from the last time this happened with the with the, with the gas crisis and the
0: Japanese and other imports came in and Showed them how it's done, and it's, it took, here we took go again. So
1: they're away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would I would assume that happened in the '70s, mm-hmm. and that that there are very few people in the auto industry today that that's 50 years ago, right? I mean, normal careers are 30 or 40 years. So there's not a lot of most of them have come in after that. So they didn't see that. Uh, they've had a lot of their career. The people who are at the top in in the rearview mirror, and things were always stable then. So they just are discounting this uh, change. and like, It'll oh, go away what? in two years. Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> so what? We can put batteries in there and electric motors. We've got electric motors. They drive our windshield wipers. We know how to do that. Yeah. No, you, know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So a lot of this stuff's
1: in flux. And uh, a lot of these auto execs are going to pay uh, with not only their companies, uh, but their own jobs, I would imagine, as yeah. uh, time goes along. So, H-
2: Hockey Day points out the Cybertruck as well. That, that's that's really, I, I didn't yeah. even think about that one. It's like I was just thinking of the cheap small cars. Uh, and yeah, yes, yeah, like uh, even if the individual workers don't remember, like the institutional knowledge, it should it should have been built in. Like like the people who went through the Great Depression, uh, a lot of them came out as savers. Uh, mm-hmm. So there should be a little bit of like company culture that was built in about. Uh, not
0: getting run over by the Japanese again, but it, it appears that that's gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Cybertruck is a good point because Ford and GM, those are their cash cows. That's yeah. what keeps. The they don't even companies... make cars anymore. They just make trucks. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. Uh, it's Mach-E, but, but yeah, that's a, uh, not their cash cow. So uh, yeah, when the Cybertruck disrupts the truck market, that's going to be a huge blow to those legacy car companies. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even definitely. call them car companies. <laughs> Truck companies. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, that's what they really <laughs> are. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, with that, uh, I think that uh, wraps up this week. Pretty good week. Um, Casey, any uh, shout outs uh, for the group today?
2: Yeah. So on Sundays over at YouTube.com/slash Casey Green, I've got a, a show that's um, similar to this, but it's all uh, all the market a little little out of, out of the bounds and uh, kind of a Lucy goosey timeline. So, uh, <laughs> uh, if you want to check that out, you can go to youtube.com slash Casey green. Tune in on Sundays at about one ten, Uh, I, uh, Eastern, I did actually make another, um, uh, pre-recorded video, but it wasn't about the car. It was a product review that the company asked me to make. And, um, I ended up, I didn't want it on my channel. So I just put it where they wanted it. And, uh, the, the whole editing software had changed from the last time I made a, 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 an edited video, so that was fun. Uh, it's for the better, but they moved all my cheese and I had to find all the buttons again. That was <laughs> that was fun, <laughs> but that's what I got.
1: Very good, very good. If you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up, uh, and uh, press that subscribe button if you haven't, it's going to help out the channel. Hockey Day mentioned something, uh. Jay Leno is going to be on our Elon's going to be on Jay Leno tonight at 10 PM. I guess that would be on CNBC for the uh, rocket special, I believe. So if you're interested in that, look for that uh, in your local listings, Patrick, any shout outs from you?
0: Yes. Uh, So AI day is coming. AI day 2022 is coming up. We'll be covering that on here uh, after that event. I don't have the exact date, uh, but but anyway, it's coming soon. And, uh, all right. Yeah. Casey can look that up for us. And, uh, I'll give my usual shout outs. I write at cars I just posted my six year review. It, uh, my model X is now six years and apparently I've been doing it wrong this whole time, according to, uh, some Facebook group that was discussing my story because I-, I don't drive enough. I have less than 50,000 miles on there. And for a six year old vehicle, that's just wrong. <laughs> uh, and, um, also, I, I count the electricity that goes into the vehicle. So I have it separately metered. And, and that's what I'm using for my watt hours per mile. And because if you have a gas car and you run the air conditioning, it's going to make your MPG worse. Uh, and that's still counted as part of your MPG. Even if you just sit in the driveway and run the AC, you're burning gas. And then when you do the math on this tank and those miles, But apparently I'm wrong for doing that because uh, it gives me a a number that's like twice what the vehicle is typically rated at. And uh, so I'm getting 600 watt hours per mile. And they're like, no, it should be like 300. Um, But again, uh, I'm- 300 is what I get. Right, (laughs) right. And so 300 is more typical. Yeah, you talked about it. And um, uh, so, but again, I'm just looking at how many miles did I drive and how much energy did I put into the vehicle? And I'm not looking at, how much went into drivetrain and how much ran my accessories oh, and whatever. And uh uh so any, anyway, if if you want to get in there and comment on that, check it out at carswithcords.net. You can tell me I'm wrong, you can tell me they're wrong, whatever you want to do. I mean, that's <laughs> how you do it with a gas car. You measure I'll
2: put this much gas in, and then that's how much I had to put in to get back where I was. So it's exactly it's, yes makes sense. at
0: total yeah, cost at, of ownership, right? Yeah, the vehicle exists to get me from A to B. And I also want to get there, you know, comfortably with the AC on, and, and sometimes towing a camper, or sometimes with the bike rack, or whatever else. And uh yeah, what you so say, what would uh, you say your mission is with all this driving? <laughs> yes, yes. This whole thing is 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 documenting my mission to have a future free from fossil fuels. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Thanks. Yeah, and I'm I was also with say, the Oregon. Oh yeah. Uh, go my last go ahead, Patrick. I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org. And we are planning our National Drive Electric uh, Week event. So go check that out, National Drive Electric Week, and uh, find an event near you. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you
1: all for joining us. We want to give a shout-out to Lee Moon for the music we use at the beginning and end bumpers of the show. And, uh, again, if you haven't already, thumbs up, and uh, have yourselves a great week. We'll talk to you next week and get together and find out what's happening in the Tesla life.
2: Turns out my uh, DVR was already set for Jay Leno, just already. <laughs> nice. I guess from good last luck, time dude. Elon was there. Cyber f- Do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lee Moon.